Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Um, I got you something. Whoa! This is not a this is not an ad deal. This is just because I like this company. So there's like this snag. Oh my god, this is beautiful, Natalie! <gasps> Everyone, do you see it? It says Illyrian on it! And it's like, I've got wings now! <gasps> Thank oh. you. I, um, if it wasn't so hot in here, I'd put it on right now. No, don't cover your well, beautiful I breasts. I can't cover my breasts, or else, what are we doing here? I don't know. Um, um, for those of you that can't see, yes, I'm not horny for myself again in this red wig. I can't let it go. It's a good wig. Thank you. Um, yeah, this company's this. called Snag, and they're I really like them. They have like a the full, tights. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. They make they, Illyrian stuff. Yeah, they have an they have an Akatar line. Ah! <laughs> All right, this isn't a ad deal. No, but it's like, not. But also Snag though. But snag straight up. Hit us up. Hit yeah. us up. You want? I, I wear all your tights. Come on. Also, they make clothes that are great. They all have pockets. The skirts all have pockets. Um, but some of it's not available in the U.S. because it's a UK company. Oh my god! I'm gonna put Jeff's like beard bomb on it so it smells like him, and then I'm gonna sleep with it and I'm gonna be like, he's the Illyrian. Oh Is that sad? God. Is that pathetic? Are you allowed to do that with your husband? What to pretend that he's an Illyrian? Um. Well, that and also like take like their scent. And put it all over something. Because I feel like that's all, also something I should have stopped when I was, like, watching Clarissa Explains It All, you know? <laughs> like, if there's, like, if there's a... And, like, a dude comes up through your window. Are you bringing window, up Sam right now? Yeah, I'm bringing up Sam Damn. right now. I was so deep into cut. Sam. <laughs> I so wanted a boy to come in through my window. They never they never made the kiss, though, did they? No, I don't think that... As far as I remember, and if I did, I blocked it out. Because I want to be kissing Sam, yeah. um, but I feel Jackie like Jackie wants to kiss Sam, not Clarissa. <laughs> I just feel like that would be um, that's like around the time that you're like smelling, like like somebody like leaves a shirt somewhere and then you smell it all the time because it it's smells nice like to do them. It for your husband. All right, great. Well, we'll see how Jeff feels. <laughs> Natalie approved. <laughs> I don't care what Jeff thinks. Hell yeah! Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't believe they have an Akatar line. Yeah, they do. It's really cute. I got myself one too. 
Um, oh my god, are we gonna be matchy match? Mine is uh, mine's a Feyre, the Feyre back tattoo. Whoa, yeah. hell yeah. yeah! On a, oh wait, on, no, on a hoodie. On a hoodie, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Well, now I'm all horned up. I'm Good. Horned up See, for that's myself, how we get up for back into it. Yeah, back into it. And that, speaking of horny, I've been getting a lot of messages about how upset you are hearing Danny Timbrelli read erotica. <laughs> and I'm just here to say, good. Yeah, man. That's what oh, I want. Speaking, oh, I, wa- I bet he knows Sam. Oh, I'm sure he does. Oh my God, he probably. Oh, he get could probably hook you up with, with Sam. Sam. Yeah, why have you never asked him before? I don't know. Maybe I guess because I'm married. married. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could get Jeff to come in through the window. Yeah, I think that's something that could probably happen. I don't know if he'd like it. No, he definitely wouldn't like Especially it. because our bedroom is up two stories. Does he love you or does he not love you? Ooh, that's the question I'm going to ask as he's terrified going up a ladder trying to get up into the window. you can window. pop that sound on your phone when he does. Come <laughs> But what if I just make it with my mouth over and over again until he's just like, okay, I get it. He's just so angry by the time he gets in through the window. Well, between that and Scream, we were really set up for the fact that boys were going to be coming in through the window of our bedrooms. And it never happened for me. Did it happen for you? <laughs> no. Um, I didn't have boyfriends when I was a teenager. Yeah, but maybe it was just like a boyfriend who like you loved and then he just like his name was Sam and he showed up. Yeah, no, that that, that was all propaganda either. lies. Lies. These are the lies we're fed by the government. That's the lies I'm upset with. Yeah. Not all the other ones. <laughs> Clarissa Darling was a psyop. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I mean, but it must I, be I, rough I have to have the last name of Darling though. Just throwing that out there. I mean, I don't think they really do to this fake oh, show. Oh, yeah. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm on one today. I just had my first sip of coffee. Yeah. It's going to get even more Ooh. intense. Yeah, it's going to get um, tropical. But heat. I was going to say also, if those of you who are upset, we asked Mike to also do it, and he said, absolutely not. He um, wouldn't read smut? No. And I love him for that. We love Mike, but uh, understandably, he didn't want to do erotica readings with, with Danny. So on, Pete, you could have had both Pete's doing it, and you only got the one, so you don't you can't get that upset about it. Um so, oh, Danny also go check out The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the LPN Network yes. if you want to listen to them talk about, if you're a 90s baby. Um, so, fun news, everybody. Also, oh my big God. fun announcement, oh my God. seven minutes in. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we haven't started the real episode yet. <laughs> so, we uh, have now partnered up with Un Jour de Mort events. and wow. we hey there, French. Un Jour de Mort. Yes. Uh we are going to be on a panel for the Valaris Starfar Starfar Bar. It's so difficult to say. Every time I say it, I say Starfar. Every single time. <laughs> Starfall. The Starfall Ball. We are, and that's, we can talk better than this in the panel probably, I hope. <laughs> uh, we're going to be there for the Valaris Starfar Holy shit! Because I've been screaming about this towards anyone that will listen, I, every time I say Starfar. Valaris Starfall Ball. Valaris Starfall Ball. Actually, that's a great warm-up. Valaris Starfall Ball. Valaris Starfall Ball. There Valaris you go. Valaris Starfall Ball. <laughs> uh, we will be there. We're going to be there. That's where we're going to be! Uh, May 2024. It's already sold out, but if you have tickets, we're going to be there, and we're doing a panel, and... um. 
So this woman is awesome. She's also putting on a bunch of future Akatar fantasy themed events in the coming months with ticket sales are going to be starting soon. So her name's Leslie. She's a total badass. And Dude, she's amazing. And she's making these like our fantasies are coming to life. She's doing it. And she's one of us, guys. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she does. She also dresses in the costumes. It's great. Um, and go follow her TikTok and Insta for updates. And if you are one of the lucky ones who nabbed a star fall ball ticket, we will see you next May. Oh, my God. But again, that's Unjour Damour. U-N-J-O-U-R-D-A-M-O-U-R events. You can follow them on Instagram. I don't, not because just as someone that doesn't know anything about French, there's no way if you said Unjour Damour that I would have any idea of how to that's spell it. That's a quest to figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Use our French. <laughs> that's how I French kiss. How do you wow. think I got it? Husband. How do you think he got Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he was he like, goes, purr oh. for me. I go, <laughs> he says, and he goes, purr for you? Uh, constantly. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't. I don't want to know anything he about this, but that. this is unfortunately, I've asked for this, so you do have to tell me about yes, all of your problems. You are welcome. Yeah. I'll get dirtier. You want me to get there? Yeah, sure. Like Degrassi? It goes there. Whatever it takes, I know I'm going to make it through. I know I'm going to make it through. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. We if I flew. <laughs> you can't do, you can't just like drop in like singing Degrassi at me and have me not finish it. Be the best. Best <laughs> I can be. <laughs> All right. We're 10 minutes in. And we got us a Tamlin. Ew. <laughs> oh my god, sorry, sidebar, real fast sidebar. I saw this TikTok of this girl who was on a horrendous date with a dude and he's like, I wanna wa-, he's like, I wanna date a woman who reads, but I don't wanna marry a woman who reads because I feel like that'll just get boring. But a woman who reads that you date, then it keeps it fun. And she's like, you know what you should put in your Tinder profile? Um, I'm just a Tamlin looking for his fae. And he <laughs> apparently did, which is I think a great deep cut for us. That is Wonderful. And also, <laughs> what a dumbass thing to say. What a dumb thing to say. You know what I hear when I, when I hear that is, I'm super boring and I don't know how to engage in actual conversation. And so I'm scared to marry somebody who can have a full conversation. Have a conversation and always have new fun things to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Does that bore you, you boro snoro? Yeah, you're a boro snoro, you idiot. Now you're going to get somebody who likes Tamlin. So... Good well, luck. I guess, I mean, I liked Tamlin at a time. Well, yeah, I guess if they've only read the first book. Yeah. Then, then oh, God, what if they get married and then oh, they read the God, other and books? Oh, God, they find out! <laughs> we have to save this person. <laughs> All right. We gotta go. All right. We're back in the Dawn Court, and we have Tamlin. He has shown up tardy, of course. For the party. So he's popped into this room and no one is happy about it. Of course, the night court's not, but every high lord in their entourage also snaps their shields up. Feyre sees the version of him that is able to rip apart his enemies and knows how deep his temper runs. So she sees that Tamlin walk into the room that she doesn't like very much. Um, and I don't personally like a quick temper either. No. Yeah, no, really no. I can. I, my dad, like my whole dad's side runs hot, so I try not to do it, but I got a little bit of that in me. You got some fire in you? I try not to ever do that. I'm usually scared of her, I've got to say. Yeah. 
I do. <laughs> yep. How do you? How, that's how I got you to do the show. <laughs> she strong armed me, and I went, "Okay, just threats, uncle." But you're my sister in law. But uncle, oh, why do we say uncle? I don't know. It's probably something gross. Yeah, probably. I guess. Um. So yeah. So here, Tamlin is grinning like a haunted skeleton at Faison's, but Faison attempts to step in and offer Tamlin a chair. Maybe throw some, you know, normalizing on the situation. It's like he's being a nice host. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's kind of the neutral guy. Others try to speak with him. Baron commenting that he thought his allegiance was elsewhere, but Tamlin's frozen on the couple of this, the year. And then he sees the wedding ring. Uh oh. And then he sees the new forearm tattoo. Uh oh. That big ass crown she's wearing. Uh oh. She's not like the other Faye. Mm-hmm. Or even the other ladies. No. She's a high lady, damn it. He said he she couldn't be one, you know. Yeah, you remember that? Remember when you said that, Tamlin? Mm, he's not loving his view. I would say that. The chair is brought forward to welcome Tamlin into the circle, and while he does sit, he's still staring at Pharaoh with disdain. Get she, over it, okay? You lost her. He's not over it. No. He's I don't not. think he's gonna be for a while. No, he's not. She thinks that not even Amarantha stared at her with such hatred. He says it would seem congratulations are in order. And then it gets dirty. Oh my God, he's such a bastard. Reese tries to prevent the meeting from going forward, saying that he's not interested in making plans in front of the enemy. He, of course, is saying that in his arrogant lord's voice. Helion thinks that's hilarious. No, Tamlin said with equal unease. You're just in the business of fucking them. Whoa. As though, you know, kind of just throwing uh, some shade. And it gets really kind of gross after this, too. The room's tense, but Reese won't let himself be ruffled visibly. Tamlin's claws, however, are beginning to show. Tamlin begins to accuse Reese of stealing his bride in the dead of night. I said quietly, The sun was shining when I left you. <laughs> Which is a bit of a double entendre. Yeah, yeah, you know? Um, it was literally daylight, but it was also, in her mind, a blessing from above, and that is quite Shakespearean of her. Before this can escalate, Callius asks him why he's chosen to appear. Because we don't like him, and he's working for the other side, so why even show up, Tamlin? Yeah. Tamlin says in a clipped tone that he didn't really side with Highburn, that he feigned it to save the woman he loved, despite the fact that there was no evidence that she desired to be saved. And also, here's the thing. This would be so romantic and so beautiful if he didn't have the anger and and these, like, these feelings of ownership. Like, if someone, like, went to the ends of the earth to get me back and it was my love story. Right. Because also, this is where it really goes to show. That Tamlin doesn't realize that she doesn't love him. He's dumb. He's not a bright person. And I think that like that, like in his brain, he really did think that he was saving her from him. But don't you somewhere think, don't in you there. think there wasn't also an ounce of, of Oh, she's mine. Realization that she really didn't. Don't you think there's one little back of his corner being like, I don't think she actually likes me. You think? I don't know. It really depends on how much, like, w- like think about it. If you're a high lord, why yeah. would you even think that she wouldn't want you? You saved her from being a human, like, from the human life that she led. You saved her from everything. So I feel like part of me, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. For sure, for sure. Yeah. 
And like, I think that it's also like his uh, his property thing. Yeah, yeah. But I also do wonder if he just doesn't fucking get it. You don't get it, man. Or I guess male. <laughs> yeah, male. Um, yeah, no, I... I'm with you on that. I'm all over I the do. place with Tamlin, though. So that's mm. why, like, I only bring these. Are I we sprinkle all? The, right? I sprinkle Ugh. these things in because, again, how he acts and how and how he treats her is not okay. And it is abuse. But, like, at the end of the day, I do feel like not only does he need a therapist. Right. He needs to talk this out. That maybe if he talked to anybody about it, maybe he would have gotten some perspective. And isn't that a lesson for so many of us? Let's think about that. Mm. Let's think about therapy. I haven't been in therapy for most of my adult life. Um, and look at your fucking thriving. Look at my hair. Look at her hair. Um, yeah, so I agree. And uh, also, but she's she does a good job with kind of taking him back and forth. He still can do like a save the cat thing. He hasn't like completely... He's not villainized himself to the point of, you know, like the king of Highburn or something like that. And so she's just so good at it. She's yeah. so good at like not making him like, yes, he is bad. And yes, how he acts is bad. But also there everything is gray. Life is gray. It's not black and white. But not 50 shades of gray because that's yuck. yuck. A bad representation of any kind of kink. Just saying. I've never actually seen it. I just think I just assumed I wouldn't like it. You wouldn't. Yeah, just like the idol. Oh no! I we brought, brought back, back the idol. Um. So, so he then blames Rizan and his crew for manipulating her instead of taking maybe any accountability again about why she would want to leave, again without any you know evidence and more infantilizing a probably you know a very powerful Fey woman. Yes. Um. And then she says, "You don't get to rewrite the narrative." I breathed. You don't get to spin this to your advantage. Tamlin only angled his head at Reese. When you fuck her, have you ever noticed that little noise she makes right before she climaxes? And this oh, got to me, man. Oh, this, this is, ugh. It's so awful. Such a disgusting thing to say in front of, like, a room of professional people or, yes. like, people, like, where she's supposed to be held in any level of respect. It's like saying that in the office, you know? It's just like, Ugh. I hate it. That mean that tr- the fucking triggered me. Triggered me. Yes, man. Um, for better or worse, this gets to me more than the exploding room thing. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, just saying this. Well, because it's also, it's something that's very vulnerable that you share with another human being. And for them to share that, like, in your most vulnerable moments, to share any kind of, like, you know, we talk a lot of horny talk on here. But, like, I would never get into any specifics about anything. Yeah, that and also, that for that, for sure. And also just the, the objectifying her in front of... Trying to like degrade her yes, in front of completely. people, and almost succeeding because like yeah. he does, he does it, and he can't take it back. Yep, they he, can't unhear it. Yeah, it's the, it's been done, and it's a violation. So gross, I hate it. Reese hesitates, knowing that his rage fits won't win Farah over, which is why she went to Reese. Then as speaks up instead, mm-hmm. be careful how you speak to my high lady. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I think like up until this point in the books, like I was like, Azrael, I'm bad. Is like you know, I didn't like thirst for him. Yeah. Until, until now, I feel like we're going to get a lot thirsty, a lot thirstier for him mm-hmm. in Elaine's book. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> and, Sorry, I felt like a little donkey. <laughs> <laughs> don't make eye contact with me while you do that. You don't like my donkey sounds? I don't really. I really I don't care for them. Mm. But this is that this is the moment when Tamlin learns of her title. Because she wasn't addressed as high lady in front of him yet. And then he continues to degrade her, yep. accusing her of being an opportunist, that she's obviously only clout chasing, essentially. No matter that her alternative of being beneath him was supposed to fulfill her with no questions. <sighs> Reese still holds back, but Tamlin's not finished yet. He then proceeds to turn to the other high lords and begins to fill their minds with doubt about the night court. How can you trust them when she came in and destroyed my car? Um, my court? Hello, how can we trust you when you literally were like, yeah, 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 I know I said that I was siding with Highburn, but like, I'm not. And then you come in and you act like a bastard. And then on top of it, you're going to try and turn everybody against the night court? Damn, Sorry. Tam. Damn, Tam. So yeah, he's 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 just like filling their head with poison. He Oh, she smiled sweetly and dismantled it from the ground up. How can you ever trust her? Not taking any of his own accountability for anything that happened, of course. He tells the others that it's obvious that this is a ploy for them to become high lord and lady of Prithian. He asks them how they can trust him after he sided uh, quote 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 uh. with Amarantha for all those years. After what they did under the mountain and it's just like you didn't do anything Tamlin you just you stood there and you watched you didn't even try to save her Mm -mm. he he, then he references the group of winter court children who were killed which is such a low blow it's Vivian who speaks first stating that they came here to decide that for themselves because Vivian of course had to deal with this horrible thing happening in the winter court whenever Amarantha was having her reign. Reese looks at them all and tells them that he had nothing to do with it. Callius points out that he stood there next to her while the orders were given, and even though Reese points out that he tried to stop it, it is a bad look for him in that moment because Tamlin's really pushed him to a corner, regardless of the fact that he really had no choice. Faber recalls hearing that news all the way back when she was first uh, at the spring court. Reese's mouth tightened. There is not one day that passes when I don't remember it. He said to Callius, to Vivian, to their companions. Not one day. And it really wasn't his fault. It, it, and it's notable that the person who first spoke up, Vivian, technically also didn't prevent it from happening under her watch. So Feyre turns to her mate and tells him she believes that he tried to stop it. In his limited power. Well, yeah, because he had limited power because of what Amarantha was doing to all of them. Yeah, and she knows him and knows that he would never have just, like, lightly taken... As a bunch of kids, we can make more of them. When we know it's actually kind of difficult to make more of them. Yeah, in the Fae world. To Baron's delight, he gets to chime in with the recollection that she gave Claire Better's name to Rizan in order to save herself. Well, she didn't know what was going to happen to her. She didn't know. They didn't know. But it is a good way to put distrust into the room. Yes. She, of course, didn't understand what would happen, and Reese didn't believe it to be a real girl's name, but they did, in a way, help orchestrate it. So they don't have a lot to say on the matter. But Shades of gray. Oh, my God, shades of gray. Shades of gray. <laughs> like Amran. <laughs> yes. But Reese goes on, telling Callius that after they had rebelled against Amarantha, she had wanted Callius himself dead. Reese tells him that he convinced her not to. 
that once his spies had been killed, he thought she was done and then later found out that she had sent Damati out to torture the children before they died. Oh. And he thinks that Amaranth did it to sow distrust between Callius and Resond. Which did a great job. Did worked to keep the courts from banding against her. This is like a housewife's situation where you're just like threading different like layers of deceit between each other. Yeah, just like earlier when I said don't be tardy for the party like the song Don't Be Tardy for the Party. <laughs> just like that. You're right. <laughs> Which what? is a real housewife song. We did that intentionally and brought it back. Yeah, I brought it back. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for always listening to me um, for all of the things I say. And remember, money can't buy your class. Elegance is earned. That's the other uh, Real Housewives song. That's a real one? Yeah. Elegance is earned. Money huh? can't buy you class. Elegance is learned. And it's all auto-tuned. Earned or learned? Earned. Uh, er, le- earned. Elegance is learned. learned. I guess it's learned. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, well, you've earned it. You know what? Have elegance for you. Spank, 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 spank. I spank oh. it upon you. Elegance. Yeah. I don't know how to be more. Now we know how to hold wine glasses. That's oh. not true. I still don't know I where still, you're supposed to hold I it. I know where and I don't do it because I'm, I'm a rebel. And I, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Where just, do you hold? You hold it just at the tips of the top. So you yeah. hold, I balance it on my hand. <laughs> it's very difficult for Natalie to drink wine. Yeah. Every wait staff hates her. Yeah. Because she's breaking all these glasses. Yeah. But and you know what? Rebellion is worth it. It's worth it to ruin a server, server's day. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Don't ever do that. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese tells them that he tried to get into the soldiers' minds who were sent out to do the deed, but her dulling of his powers proved to prevent his availability to do that. Despite Tamlin's tisking and eye-rolling, Callius watches Reese as Reese holds his stare, and he assesses how he feels about all of it. Callius then turns to Tamlin and asks him, why are you here again? Tamlin tells them he's there to help fight against Highburn, mm. and it doesn't really seem like anyone's buying it. Mm-hmm. But Tamlin insists, and he reminds them that he has detailed plans on Highburn's movements. He then turns his attention back to Feyre and says... <sighs> I once told you that I would fight against tyranny, against that sort of evil. 
you think that you were enough to turn me from that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, look at what you're already doing. I do think that. You destroyed your own castle. Yeah, um, he's making a lot of bad choices. So, yeah, I do think that he could potentially just turn. Uh, He then pats himself on the back for helping her and her family and continues, Yet you witnessed all that he did under the mountain and still spread your legs for him. Fitting, I suppose. He whored for Amarantha for decades. Why shouldn't you be his whore in return? Let me at him! Natalie, stop holding me me back! back. Hold me back! We have Uh. to... Hold each other back. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry for what that was. Because <laughs> then we realize, oh, we don't touch each other. Um, hands. Uh, hell no, sir. You cannot say that shit. Every time I start feeling sympathy for him, he does something like this. Ugh. He continues to throw out insults until Helion dismisses him, telling him to take his lover spat elsewhere. Thank you. Because also he's acting like a child Yes. And also this is not the time for it. We've got like much bigger things to discuss, okay? Yeah, there's a war and you're being all goofy talking about your ex-lover's sex life, you weirdo. Also, I do wonder what sound she makes before she climaxes. You think it's more of like a... (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, oh, I guess she's close. Please God, I hope that means she's close. (laughs) It's very ear-piercing. Um... Even as it becomes more tense, Tamlin again. <laughs> what if it's a donkey noise? Yeah, yeah. That's not. I wouldn't call that a little sound because he said it's a little. Oh sound. yeah, you're right. It could so be, it'd be tiny, more of like a tiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one tiny donkey That's you've got there. Tiny little donkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> even as it becomes more tense, Tamlin again swears loyalty to Prithian. Helion challenges him to prove it, and Tamlin summons a stack of papers from the ether somewhere. Charts of armies, ammunition, caches of Feybane, everything carefully gleaned these months. He stares at Feyre while he says it, as though she should be on the floor begging for his forgiveness. As he continues to try to poison the group on the night court, Dazon points out that if he's trying to win against Highburn, he's certainly not creating a unified front Mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then Tamlin launches into a bunch of wild accusations about the night court, questioning why they barely received damage when Highburn attacked Valaris. Maybe that was just to convince the others that Highburn was against them. Maybe because Rizan wouldn't care if a few of his people were killed. (gasps) And then how is it that only the Night Court knew that Highburn attacked Adriata? Isn't that convenient, huh? And then we hear mm. they received word. Varian cut in coolly. Because I warned them of it. Thank you for stepping up! He's the man who stepped up! He's the man who stepped up. He may not be the father, but you're not, the man. Yeah, you're not just a stepfather. You're the, the man, man who, who stepped, stepped up. up. Yep. He's somebody's stepfather. I think about that line. I think seven times a day. I don't why? know why. Hmm. He's the man who stepped up. Interesting. I don't even have a stepfather. You don't. I don't know why I think about it all the time. I, I uh, it's fetish. You know why it's a nice play on words. Ah, uh, it is. No, I'm I'm a, a fetish for on the, the English language. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, don't you know? <laughs> Elegance is earned. Elegance here. is earned. <laughs> um, and this is a surprising bit of news to everyone in the room. Mostly, a lot of the people in the room, including Varian's cousin Tarquin. 
Tarquin's like, you warned them? Okay. But this one's... Like, Tarquin, open up your eyes. Do you not realize the thing, but what's going on between Varian and Amarin? That's another one of these things where I'm like, nobody sees what's happening here. I guess he needs to pay... He needs to have some family time together that's not about fighting wars. Yeah. I think they're having to have a conversation after Well, this. they're in the middle of a lot. They just got attacked. They got to rebuild. They got a lot going Love on. Love still exists. You're right. Even through war. Even through war. But this won't stop Tamlin's crybaby rants. He just then accuses Tarquin of being in on it. And Dr. Fauci, he always knew this was happening too. He made the COVID. <laughs> where was where was he on the night of the Hibern attack in the summer court? Nobody knows where Fauci was. He's never been accounted for. No, he was in his laboratories. If <laughs> favorite tells Tamlin that he's insane. He then tries to blame Ionthe on Rizan somehow, um, which is such a weird thing to be like, how is it Rizan's fault Ionthe was crazy? I don't know. I don't know. Nesta speaks up and tells him to blame himself for all of this mess. Uh in, uh, speaking of t- to speaking to Tamlin, thank you, moment. Nesta. Which like is a surprise. Yeah, no, this was like a whole. Or it was like, oh, this one, this, this hottie back here. Tamlin growls at her, and you just know Cassian's not going to stand for that. No, he's not. Watch it, Cassian says. Tamlin looked between my sister and Cassian, his gaze lingering on Cassian's wings, tucked in behind him, snorted. Seems like other preferences run in the Archeron family, too. What a petty little male. He's just such a wino. And I'm not talking about the wine wine glasses that Natalie breaks every time she goes in public. I'm that kind of wino. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, give me some chocolate. Oh, God, I am Kathy. I like all the same things. <laughs> oh, my her. God, you do. And you need your coffee, too. <laughs> oh, no, you're such a Kathy. <laughs> At least you're not from family circle. Ugh. Billy runs around the playground. I fucking hate Family Circus. Who likes Family Circus? I just remember when we were little, we had a book of Family Circus cartoon like it just filled me with rage don't pander to me family circus no he forgot his umbrella guess i'm all wet ma'am it's like that's not a joke billy also the world's dark okay it's not all cute give me a give me some edge (laughs) (laughs) more like give me some family square yeah um let's see what a pa- Is so when- that the porn version of Family Circle? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> when Feyre asks him if he wanted her to play pretend with him, so when she, she's like, oh, you just wanted me to stay in the spring court and be your little fucking princess? Yeah. He spits out, why should I want spoiled goods returned to me? Oh, fuck you. Ugh, just like, take it elsewhere we have so many bigger things to discuss right now so so much misogyny so much fucking uh garbage oh just awful toxic all the word all the buzzwords all of them he starts in on talking about the moment you let him fuck you he starts saying this horrible thing and then no more words are audible even though he's shouting because Rizond has taken away his voice which is the b- most baller move he didn't start doing a like fight. a fist fight he just went zip it mm. quiet oh now God. little boy I wish he could turn him into shadow dust but we know that that's not going to help anything it won't it really won't because Reese is a real man. Yeah, and he, he knows handles that fisticuffs it. don't mm. bring nothing good. No, dusticuffs. 
Ooh, that's when you dust him. Yeah, that's when you dust him. Oh, yeah. Um, and then what if he started? Actually, that would be pretty lame if he turned someone into dust and went dusticuffs <laughs> like he was a magician. <laughs> I think it was really hot, but I think a lot of other people would be like, mm, "Don't say dusticuffs when you turn them into dust." Yeah, and then just brought a vacuum out. I <laughs> <laughs> cleaned it up. <laughs> no, he doesn't because he's a better man than that. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, no. He does in shadows, he falls She found him male. This is the opposite of sexy, and I'm very angry with you right now. I hate that voice. I hate that. That era of music is the worst. Ugh. I could Ugh. feel your rage. You just nested at me real hard. I could feel your fire. <laughs> oh my cold! Oh wait, we don't. We haven't gone there yet. Never mind. Yeah. Whoa. Never mind. Nothing. 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 Um. So we've done really good job of trying to. Yes, I'm patting ourselves on the back. Elegance is earned. Don't forget it. That of you have done a very good job of not spoiling anything as we go oh, along. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. I have gotten many comments saying quit talking about Crescent City. Not all of us have read Crescent City, and I am sorry, but I haven't given any spoilers about it. I don't no, think. no spoilers. We haven't spoiled at all. We have encouraged you to read it, though. Strongly encouraged. You. Strongly encouraged. Was that a threat? I don't know. Whoa, it's a promise. It's a promise. Rizan is obviously furious to have Tamlin say such things about Feyre, but he knows the cost of losing his temper in front of these high lords. So he takes a different route. He shuts Tamlin the hell up while also demonstrating how much he chooses to hold himself back. Mm. Because all high lords were powerful all equally, really. Except for the one at my side. Riz was as different from them as humans were to Faye. They forgot it sometimes. How deep that well of power went. What manner of power Rees bore. Mm. Even just, I know that those aren't horny lines in this, but that's so horny to me. I think they are. That's just so like, ooh. Yeah, but ain't nobody as, ooh. I feel that about my man. I look at my man, I'm like, ain't nobody like my man. That's, yeah, I love that. Just how powerful he is, but chooses to restrain himself with it is very sexy. Until he goes, dusticuffs. (laughs) Dusticuffs. I would become so dry. It would be so funny. I'd be like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he that's not good. Um, and so he does this little sprinkling of, yes, I can do this, he but I choose not to. Away. And the rest of the group is reeling and processing that, oh, yeah, this guy could turn us into pink snow, blood at any time. Tamlin tells him that he has no desire to do that, though, that he wants to work together. It's Tarquin who speaks first. He acknowledges that they came to his city when no one else did to defend it, to help him. He wants to know why. Reese's voice was a bit hoarse as he asked, Isn't that what friends do? Friends! Aww, that's sweet. The friends. But, like, do we call each other friends yet? But, okay, all right, well. That's like someone saying, like, if someone calls you their best friend and you're like, Oh, are, oh, are we Best friends? Oh, oh. I, I'm, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we're best friends. Ooh, yeah, I don't know if I see you as a best friend. Well, this is because Rizan allows himself to be vulnerable, and that's masculine, oh, isn't it? I love him, isn't it? It seems to have worked on Tarquin because the next thing he says is that he rescinds the blood rubies. Damn, no more blood rubies. Woo-hoo. That's great. 
Cassian mutters that he's going to have a hard time getting Amarin's back, and Favor thinks she sees Varian have a little smile. <laughs> and then, proving that he's the bigger High Lord, Reese turns to Tamlin, who's still voiceless, mm-hmm. and tells him that he believes him, that he's here in support of Prithian. And that's quite a, like, what is it, Feather? Mm, peace pipe. What do you give? Laurel. <laughs> what do you give to someone? Uh, Out of peace? Uh, peace offering? Yeah. I don't know where feathers. Gonna, feathers. He gives him peace he feathers. And isn't feathers. that nice? It is really nice. After everything he's saying about his high lady, he gives him peace feathers. And that's not because Reese is a pushover. It's because he is the better male. He's the better fae. Yeah. Um, and he knows that he... You want he, me to sing the song again? No. Uh, <laughs> he knows that he got the girl at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, Baron speaks up and asks where his missing son is, as if he gives a shit, referring to Lucian. All Feyre says is that he's helping to guard Valaris. And then, just in case you all thought Eris was just helping and being a nice guy, he makes an admission in front of the whole group. Pity you didn't bring the other sister. I hear our little brother's mate is quite the beauty. This isn't news. the news Feyre wants to hear, uh. that they all know of Lucian's matehood with Elaine. Because until that point, not everybody in the room knew. Yeah, and it's like, she do, she already has one sister in the hot seat. She doesn't need another sister in the hot seat. Yeah, and they also have to constantly infantilize Elaine. And so she's like, another baby to take care of. Yep. Um, so more speaks out, help, helping the ruse that she hasn't seen Eris in centuries. Because, of course, they had the secret agreement with him. Commenting on how much he still likes to hear himself talk. Eris's mouth curled into a smile at the words, the careful game of pretending that they had not seen each other in years. Good to know that after 500 years, you still dress like a slut. What is going on? It's uh, is it just that like they literally can't like haven't women always or, or, I'm sorry, fae women, not women. Fae females. Females. Yeah. That haven't fae females been in the war room before? They're acting as if this has never happened before and that they just literally can't handle it. And they have to say the worst thing that comes to their brain, which you don't, by the way. You actually have complete control over what comes out of your mouth. Thank you very much. But also, one moment, Asriel was seated. And the next, he was pouncing on Eris. I mean, okay. It- Asriel, this he is shouldn't. Kind, this he is shouldn't. He shouldn't have done it. It's embarrassing mostly because it's not even, she doesn't even like she want to kiss want. him. She doesn't want. Yeah, but he still feels so protective over her. I know. And, and, and even if it was like a brother love, like, I mean, I've definitely been protected by like the brothers of this network many times when I used to run my mouth afoul when <laughs> I was younger and how many times they would step in and be like, Okay, now we have to, like, actually, literally, physically protect you. I remember how many times you would go up and be like, they're going to fight you, you fucking asshole, and then, like, make them fight a stranger just to show them that you could. I mean, I had, there had been many a year when they had to ask me, can you please stop? inciting incidents so that we have to jump in and help you. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm big and bad because I thought that's what being big and bad was, was putting down other people verbally in bars, which is because, like, if I saw someone, like, treating a woman not nice, of course, I'd be the one that would step in. And you don't, oh, like, people can fight their own fights. 
It's true, you know. But if you see somebody like doing a violence, no, yeah, oh no, not a violence, but like just like a hearing someone speak to someone wrong, and I'm like, yeah. um, do you want to say that again? Like I'd say things like that. Yeah. Which, girl, you gotta calm down. You did. You you, you need to calm down. You don't do that now. But I know I, that's what anger management teaches you. Yeah. There's a right place and a wrong place, and this is not the right place, Asriel. To no. be honest, um, Moore doesn't even want him to be doing this. So Reese managed to keep his composure with his mate, who has he's had sex with before, unlike Asriel and Moore, uh, and he, while she was being insulted because he knew of the importance of this meeting. But so it's a little cringe that Asriel yeah, does this. He shouldn't have done it, but it still did make me like, oh, I love him. Of course. Anyway, yeah, Az attacks Eris and also shields himself from anyone stopping him. So both Reese and Baron try to pull Azrael off of Eris, but they can't get past his jizzy shadows that are just, like, always around him. Yeah, he's, like, sexy pig pen. Yeah, sexy pig pen. He <laughs> is! <laughs> Regardless, Reese is secretly amused and demurs to Feyre to make the final call. Feyre looks at Reese and then makes her way over to where Azrael is towering over Eris. Felt all of them tense, Tamlin's gaze like a brand as I walked toward the shadow singer my sparkling gown hissing along the floor behind me. As I put a tattooed hand on the hard, near-invisible curve of the shield and said, Come, Asriel. He turns to Feyre as though he's almost in a trance, and I gotta say he's acting an awful lot like Tamlin in this moment. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't do these things. I also do wonder if he attacks Eris because Eris isn't a high lord, and he knew that he could, like, get away with it. Because, like, he couldn't have attacked Tamlin because then the whole meeting would have been over. Right. But, like, attacking the son of a high lord is, I feel like, at least he knew that much that he couldn't attack another high lord. For sure. I do think, like, you know, it's notable that more shaking... Like, she didn't want that to happen. No. Um, That's, you know, I don't know. That's not love to me. But I know he was trying to do something for her. But as Feyre holds out her hand and gently tells As to come sit by her, he says, yes, mommy. But before he gets up, he whispers something in Eris's ear that scares him. Maybe something like, falls the Dumbest season. Oh my of all god, of that them. would get him so upset. He'd be like, Don't talk about that season like that when I have fire. Autumn's got the crunchiest leaves and I hate hate it. I hate scarves. And I hate <laughs> nice temperate conditions. <laughs> Nares is like, oh man. That's my favorite. It's my favorite season. <laughs> <laughs> right as Az drops his shadow shield, Baron tries to hurl some fire at him. And Feyre, fireball. Baron, tr- <laughs> Baron tries to hurl some fire at her and at he and Feyre, but Feyre's already shielded. So Baron's like, "I'm gonna get you!" And then Feyre's like, "No, you're not." Further cementing herself as a boss bitch in this room, yes. even through all of the insults with Tamlin, she is still cool as a cucumber. More than anything, the lords seem surprised at the close-knit way Feyre responds to Asriel. They are my family, Feyre clarifies. She offers a warning to Eris that she won't stop him next time. And Eris quietly says, apologies, Morgan. She, of course, has their deal to hold over him. Otherwise, he likely wouldn't have bowed to them, but he has to. Baron hates it, but Feyre thinks that she sees something like pride on Eris's mother's face. Oh, is that me? Beautiful oh, Eris's mother. Show your pride. My pride. Ooh. 
<laughs> Is that pride? That's my pride phase. I don't feel pride for much. So that's why you don't see it very often. Oh, but that is my pride okay. phase. All right. I'll, I'll know now for the future. Oh. <laughs> um, Thaison is concerned this isn't going well, but Helion smiles and says that Thaison owes him 10 gold marks, which means they were all gambling like the night court was. I love it. They're all gambling over who's going to get into a fight first. I also think this is a device to show us that Helion is a bit playful because so far they've presented him as kind of kind of a cold character. Yes. Now that all of this excitement is out of the way, they turn their attention back to the papers that Tamlin has brought. So Helion uses his magic to make fave photocopies of everything and distributes them around, which is like a pretty good magic skill to have. Oh, God, I want it so bad. Um, Yeah, you'd be the best. You'd be the the bell of the office. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't have a printer in my home because printers don't like Zabrowski's. I'm sorry for what you've married into, but printers don't appreciate the cut of our jib. And I'm sad for printers because Zabrowski's are great. (laughs) I feel sorry for them. Yeah. And I have to go to the store to get things printed out. I know your mom often needs help with her printer. See, she's got bad printer problems, too. Pretty much every time we go there, she's like, my printer's My printer's not working. Um, so you're right. Helion ignores 99 problems and a printer is one. Oh. Helion ignores them and rifles through the records. Uh after he d- distributes them, all of the lords just kind of stare and don't do anything with the papers. They're all just like, I don't know what to do here. And Helion just ignores them. And he starts rifling through all the records. He rightly points out that they probably need to work on destroying the Feybane stores first and foremost. Yes. on is a bit of news to share with the room at that. He says he wanted to introduce a tinkerer of his. Oh. She tinkers and tankers and fiddles and diddles. And she is described as beautiful with long silken black hair, onyx eyes, and lightly tanned skin. Her name is Nuan, and Feyre considers whether Amran has modeled her features from the area of the world where this female originated. And as Feyre notices Lucian's regarding of her, she correctly guesses that this is the Fey who helped construct his golden eye. How would she guess that? That would be like the last thing I guessed. That's such a smart thing. I'd be like, oh, he must know her. Oh, I wonder if they fucked in the past. Like if I noticed him noticing her in some capacity, not be like, that must have been the witch that made his eye. That's why she's highly lady, I guess. Yeah, man. She's We're good not. at it. We're not. Um, I don't know who I'm dressed as today. I think this is sort of a summer court look. But is that your Nesta wig, though? Because you're giving you're giving Nesta. I'm feeling Nesta from you. For whatever reason, I've made Feyre's hair slight. This is Feyre's technically, but I'm oh. not really Feyre. Mm. But her, I have Nesta like one microscopic shade darker for some reason. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Um, well, you have to differentiate. You can't have the same wig for the different sisters. That would be crazy. It's horrible. Absolutely insane. Dazon introduces her to the group, and she says she's a skilled craft person of his court. And I make many dolls! And she and, just has... And she tankers. She yes. tankers and tankers. Look at my dolls! And then she has to introduce every single one of her yeah, dolls before she gets to, like, like, we're in the middle of a war room. But she's the best, so you, you have to wait it out. And they're all like all walking and going, hello, daddy, my diaper needs changing. Ew, they're gross. like little robot gross. dolls in my head. <laughs> all just like walking around. Full diapers. Yeah. According to her and Thaison, she figured out an antidote for the dangerous 
Fabian Stones. Great. Because only she does Tinker and Tailor Soldier Spy. She's tinker, also... Tinker, Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> only, not because not only does she Tinker, Tailor Soldier Spy, <laughs> she's also an alchemist. And she is sick. Yeah. And she also has what appears to be a hand fully made of enchanted metal herself. She, awesome. she tells the gathered party that she attained samples of it from after the attack on Valaris. The inner circle are kind of shocked by this and confused, and Cassian demands to know how she attained them. She quickly explains that she deduced Lucian was staying with the night court and asked him to bring some to her. He apparently did without alerting the others. She'll probably tell other people, but also, again, you don't think that they had one night while she was making that eye. And she's like, you know, let me just pop it in. And she, like, straddles him, and she, like, slowly puts his eye in. <laughs> and then she pops it back out, and then she pops it back in. She goes like, oh, my God, I'm making you more magical as you get harder and then all of a sudden she gets down on her, on her knees and sucks him off. I do think that happened. I can write this do you? I can write this book. Do you think she has to be careful with the, the steel hand though? Dude or how awesome is the steel but hand? But what if you like want too hand? tight of a grip? That, maybe use the other hand just squeeze in case. It out, <laughs> out, like a hot dog. Oh my god and just like she squeezes it so hard that the tip of his penis pops <laughs> off. <laughs> That would be really upsetting. So now he's got a magic eye and not a full magic dick, but just the tip. She had to create a steel tip for him. Yes, dude, that's awesome. What if he can see out of it? Oh my God, that's awesome. A blessing in disguise. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, but in reality, I think Lucian was trying to do a good thing. He wasn't doing it to like, you know. Well, because she's like trying to cure Feybane. Like, she's trying to stop the powers of Feybane. So this is a big thing. Yeah. Um, Faber recalls a day that he seemed very enthusiastic to go out and visit Valaris on his own and realizes that's when he probably got it. Nuan explains that he didn't want anyone to get their hopes up if she was unable to find the cure. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Gray. Again, these are things like, it's like, I'm glad that they heard the other side of it of like, yeah, she didn't, he didn't want to get anybody's hopes up. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing that nuance. Communication. 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 BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You look around your business and see inefficiency everywhere. So you should know these numbers. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to the number one cloud financial system, NetSuite, by Oracle. 25. NetSuite just turned 25. That's 25 years of helping businesses streamline their finances and reduce costs. One, because your unique business deserves a customized solution, and that's NetSuite. Learn more when you download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash streaming.
Taizong goes on to explain that she had, in fact, succeeded in creating a powder that, once ingested, provides protection from the feibane if it is slipped into food or drink. However, when Tarquin asks what happens if they are pierced with mm. feibane, Nuan says that they're only their wits will protect them then. Though maybe it could help. She's not actually sure. Veron, in being in character, immediately complains that he's simply supposed to take a random powder from a from the Dawn Court. Okay, then don't take it. Like, what, what do you what do you want from us? He's such a complainer. I know, dude. Because he's thinking that's how he would act. That's when, you know, people who are bad, yeah, when they bad. see bad things on other people, it's like, oh, because that's how you think. Yeah, because you're bad. Yeah. Um, that Thaison's obviously insulted and Baron using thinly veiled xenophobia demands to know where Nuon is from. Ah, uh, great. That's what we needed added into this war room. I know. I am the daughter of two high fae from Xi'an who moved here to give their children a better life if that is what you are demanding to know. Nuon answered tightly. Helion demanded of Baron. What does this have to do with anything? Baron shrugged. If her family is from Xi'an which I'll have you remember fought for the loyalists, then whose interests does she serve? Oh, my God. Generate Go get over it, bro. He's just doing it to be a jerk. Also, like, with all of the things you've done, the fact that they are also, like, accepting you as part of them, get over yourself, bro. He's never gonna. No. Dezad is offended, of course, but Nuan cuts in saying that she was born in Prithian just as his sons were. Baron calls her girl... And tells her to watch her tone. And Feyre steps in and says she will take the antidote. Eris tries to interject with his father, like tries to step in and argue with his father, suggesting that the effects of Fabian are great and that he should consider it. But now that Baron's been insulted, he's too stubborn to accept. And he forbids anyone in his family from taking it. Like, what did I do to deserve this? Look at how beautiful I am. He's very mean to her. Give me the antidote, please. Maybe she should have asked him. She doesn't because can't let she's been conditioned. Breasts die. I know it's true. And then Eris, ignoring his father and surprising most everyone in the room, says, "I will take it." Feyre watches him and wonders to herself if perhaps there is a good male in there somewhere. Mm. That underneath all of the sludge his father put on top of him, he might be a good person, a good fay. Reese steps in and says, "Fine, Baron, don't take it, but Night Court will." And then Tamlin just has to make it about himself and throws out the wild accusation. At least they have an army to give it to. Ugh. Well, you should have been better Ugh. to your people. He claims this as if Feyre did it, as if he wasn't a bad high lord to his people. When you're like, when you're publicly like whipping them when obviously it wasn't someone's fault just to like make a point out of it. Like you're being a bad high lord. They turned against you because you're bad at your job, bro. If Sorry, only... I'm going off on Tamlin right now. Uh, yeah, I wish Tamlin was here, but he is not real. I'd go off. As I would yell at him too. And then he, he accuses Feyre of taking away the armies just because he wanted his, she wanted his people to suffer, which is clearly untrue. That when she turned his centuries against him, she must have known. I said nothing, even as I blocked the images from my mind. You primed my court to fall, Tamlin said with a venomous quiet. And it did. Those villages you wanted so badly to help rebuild, they're nothing more than cinders now. I shut out that, too. He'd said they'd remained untouched, 
that Hyburn had promised. But that's the rub, isn't it? Isn't that it? That Tamlin said about all these chains of events because he let Hyburn into the Supreme Court. He caused this downfall, but he will not admit it even to himself, it seems. Helion, being more of more help than Tamlin, says that his other thought from reading through the paperwork is that all of the citizens of the Supreme Court must be evacuated immediately. His amber eyes darted between Tarquin and Baron. Surely your northern neighbors will welcome them. But come on, you know Baron ain't g- welcoming shit into no, his precious autumn court. not. He says as much, and Vivian makes a comment about how they're all too busy polishing their jewels in his court. I do wonder. Do you wonder if any part of Tamlin was like, I'm on Highburn's side, or do you think that he was always like, I'm doing this to help everybody else? Like, do you think that, like, do you wonder if he was on the fence until Highburn came in and, like, destro- actually destroyed the Spring Court, even though he promised he wasn't going to? I think actually, no. I think he was always probably, because that is, like, his sort of the save the cat, is that he is actually trying to save his people and save Prithian. Right. Even though he, he has his own, his personal issues are the big problem. He does care for his people and for the fae of Prithian. So I don't think he ever really was going to side with them. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, he tries to get, so Baron tries to get Callius to shut his woman up and she says, Whoa. fuck you. Fuck you. I'll be out there dying the same as the males if this war comes. Hell yeah. Baron, of course, can't help but make a vague threat of the potential essay that she will face from Highburn. Callius's snarl rippled the water in the reflection pool, echoed by Moore's own growl. Yeah, because that's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Come on. Just wanted to bring it back to fighting levels. Like, can we just get through one conversation? Without, like, trying to intimidate the women sexually? Um Baron launches into how only he, Reese, and Helion were present for the last war, and they know too well what happened to the females in a skirmish. That his own wife, who he uses as an example in this moment, though never shows her any love or respect at any I other time, none. that she lost her sisters to violence as they took the brunt of the assault so that she herself could get away. Helion was watching Baron closely, his stare simmering with reproach. The Lady of the Autumn Court kept her focus on the reflection pool. Then Tarquin speaks up. He will take the Spring Court citizens. Ex- I love Tarquin. Can we just... He's can great. We, yeah, can we get him kisses? He needs some kisses. Oh, he's going to get kisses at some point. You think so? Yeah. I think he deserves it. So, like, it's like, I understand the blood rubies, but the fact that he took them away as a show of, like, solidarity of, like, of no, we're working together. We're on the same side. I'm going to forego the blood rubies. Ah, oh, Tarquin, I know. I'll kiss you. The lady in the Autumn Court will kiss you. The no, lady in the Autumn Court is, is with somebody he's else. kissing somebody else. Kissing somebody. Somebody oh, else. Wow. Wow. Um, so he says, yes, he'll take the citizens. Reese explains that Hybern will likely enter through the lower courts in order to access the human lands. And Thazan asks if the humans will bow to them. And Nesta, at that point, again speaks. It's Queen Soda's out, Nesta said. She lifted her chin, poised as any emissary. For the gift of immortality, the human queens will allow Hybern in to sweep away the resistance. They might very well hand over control of their armies to him. Um, so Nesta asks what will become of the humans on Prithian. Because she is the human emissary, so thank you for asking. Thank you for emissarying. 
Biron jumps in to make sure everyone knows he will not be helping the humans who he refers to as chattel. Oh, I'm so surprised. Thank you so much Shocking. for adding your two cents, Baron. We needed to know nobody, that you hate humans. Nobody Thank was you. like believing it was going to, you know. Duh. Help. So Favor bristles, but he immediately deflects and brings up Claire better again oh. as if he gave a shit. Like he cares about Claire better. Reese soothes her through the bond, calming her from making a mistake in anger. He steps in. Reese lifted a brow. Your staggering generosity aside, will you be joining our forces? Well, Bronn just hasn't decided yet, okay? Cassian tells him he needs to decide now that armies take time to put together. But he says, I don't take orders from the bastards of lesser fey whores. Nesta. Put him in the ground, babe. Oof, Nesta stands up. Yes, Nesta stands up. She says, that bastard may be the only one standing in front of him. And when the armies show up, you fucking idiot. She didn't so much as look at Cassian as she said it, but he stared at her as if he'd never seen her before. Oh, my God. She defended him. Oh, my God. She went to his defense. Where's the soup? Where's the soup at? They ain't at soup, soup level yet. I know they ain't at soup level, but They're I'm definitely just, at boner level. Can't though. a girl dream of soup? I think the boy's dreaming of soup. Yeah, he is. He's staring at her and dreaming of soup. Yes. Oh, and Jeff still continues to not like soup, so I can't even make him any soup. Oh no, he wouldn't even take. He'd have to eat it. Force, yeah, he'd I, have to force himself. I to know. Eat I it. made him a stoop instead, and he said a stoop isn't a soup, and he threw it on the floor. <laughs> uh, that's not what happened, and I didn't make him a stoop either. I know how he's always screaming at you about making him different food. <laughs> yeah, man, Jeff. Yeah, he's a screamer. He really is. <laughs> oh, oh, so mean. So mean. Um, so, but Feyre has had enough with this. She tells him to get out if he's not going to be of use. Baron insults Rizan again, suggesting that he was banging Amarantha by choice and was enjoying himself while Baron's people were suffering. The inner circle is pissed, but Tarquin steps in. That's enough, Baron. So, which is good news because that yeah. means Tarquin's defending Reese again. Yes. But Baron can't quit needling into Rizan. He mocks him, calls him Amarantha's whore. Again, it's just like get new insults. I know. You know, at this point, it's like you're just saying the same thing over. It's like we get it. We know how you feel. G- get more creative. Yeah, for sure. But he's not. He's not creative. His whole problem. And he asks. Maybe if, that's what. Maybe he needs to take up knitting. Baron. Like, yes. Get some needles in your hand, bitch. Make something. Make some know. art. I don't know if he should have anything sharp. Yeah, I guess that's true. We Finger get, painting. Um, oh, that would be cute. Favorite can teach him. Oh, and they're just like putting wings all over. And then like the lady of the autumn court comes home and I'm like, Baron, what are you doing in here? And it just paints everywhere. And then he he, he banishes her to a prison cell. For yeah, 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 yeah. It's and not then I cute. suffer. Um, oh, I mean you, yes. Me, thank you. Yeah. He, so he asks then, he asks if, if Reese is going to get on his knees for Highburn. I stopped hearing the words, stopped hearing anything other than my heart, my breathing. Fire exploded out of me, raging white hot flame that blasted into Baron like a lance. Can't talk about her man, okay? Mm. Mm. She couldn't control herself, but again, she needs to learn how to control these things. It's true. She's got to learn. Well, oopsie. 
Pharaoh was supposed to be hiding her court's powers. Yeah, dude. But I guess no one can control themselves today. No, it's very heated in there. Well, Baron shields himself and himself only. Of course. Of course he only shields himself. Doesn't even shield his wife. No. He's fucking bastard. Or his children. I mean, pff. His, she doesn't give a shit about the sons. No, they're we don't even here. know most of their names. We don't. We actually, I think we don't learn two or three of their names at all. They're just like <laughs> redhead guy. <laughs> and we're bad. And we go without yeah. dad. Yeah. Oh, like I uh, mean. Um, so when that happens, Pharaoh's fire ends up hitting Eris and then Eris's mother, unfortunately. Me, beautiful me. Ow, ow, ow. It hits her arm. Yes. Which wasn't the plan, but fire's got a mind of its own sometimes. Mm-hmm. Reese tries to pull Feyre back, but it's too late. The images course through her mind of Reese being assaulted, and she can't control herself. Since the masks are now fully off, she takes water from the pool and creates a bubble of it, or I guess a reverse bubble, because it's just water on the inside. It's like a verse bubble. Yeah. Um, and, he be- and she sucks Baron into it, and then he begins to drown. Baron's flames. <laughs> Which is just awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. It's creative. Burns. Again, it's, a, it's because she paints. Because she paints. She, she knows that, like, the, this is how you bully somebody. Put him in a bubble of water. Yeah, conceptualize. Baron's flames begin to turn the water into steam, so she sends white light shooting out that's of Daycourt in, and sends it into the fire. Reese steps in front of her before she can escalate and makes her lock eyes with him. Soothes her. Slowly and gently. No. This is not a sex. This is not sex. I was trying to make eye contact with you. Oh, no. (laughs) No, especially because you said that's the sound she makes when she orgasms. (laughs) Well, it's tinier than that. Oh, this is a different (laughs) Yeah, this is louder. This is a relaxing one. Okay. Um, And then he puts them inside of a shield as all the other high lords realize what Feyre is capable of because... They've all just been like, oh, she took my power? Yeah, dude. Mm. Well, technically, you gave it's her true. power. Because of, you know, what they handed her over. Yeah, man. Baron, released from his watery bubble grave, is livid. Tarquin muses that he now realizes how she got through his wards to get the book, the beautiful singing book. But Helion rubbed his jaw as he sat down once more. I wondered where it went, that little bit. So small, like a fish missing a single scale. Mm-hmm. But I still felt whenever something brushed against that empty spot. A smirk at Reese. No wonder you made her her high lady. Reese says he made her le- high lady simply because he loves her. Aww. Helion realizes that Tamlin must have known about the powers. And we are, as the reader, remembering how he tried to push it away and push it away and push it down. Baron, unsurprisingly, is not happy about his power being taken from him. Bro, you did this. Like, it wasn't taken from you. You literally gave it to her. As Feyre apologizes to the Lady of Autumn for singeing her on accident, Baron calls Feyre human filth. And do you think Rizan's just going to stand there and take that? I don't think so. But he handles it in a way that is far more controlled than Tamlin could have ever. He again shows his unlimited power by misting Baron's chair beneath him, not causing bodily harm, but emotionally 
uh, humiliating him. Oh, my God. Have you ever I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with I've sat on a chair and it's broken before and tell you me tell you about wanting to die of shame of the chair of a fat girl sitting in a chair and the chair breaks. Oh, my God. You want to, like, go into a hole forever. I think that just happens to most people. I think that just like sometimes chairs are like on their last leg. Yeah. And then say, Laura. And I think that no matter who it happens to, no matter like what you think about yourself, there's always like a shame that comes from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Of, like, I did this. Well, also, you just look like kind of silly. You yes. Know? And then happened flopping actually, around like a fish. In Kissel's backyard, he left his, uh, his outdoor chairs in the sun all the time. And so I sat in it. It was like a cloth chair. Oh, no, did you go through it? I went straight through it. Oh, no. And then you're like, and your knees are up to your chin. And you're like, help me. (laughs) Thankfully, it was just just all of our friends. So it didn't really matter. Um, So, but this this is something Baron hates because he doesn't like to be embarrassed. And so when the chair disappears from him and he falls to the floor, he... He's like, go, go, go. He's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. (laughs) Yes. And then, and he also, because Rizan screamed, Dusticums. Dusticums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, <laughs> if, uh, I can't no, I can't start merging Chris Angel and Reese in my brain. You know, we just saw. Chris I'm Angel. so envious that you guys went to go see Chris Angel. I gotta tell you, I was not expecting to cry at a Chris you Angel cried? magic show. Yeah. Why did you cry? He, he's good. <laughs> Wait, did you cry because the magic was so good? He did a whole bit about. A bunch of kids who died from uh, cancer did. He was doing Make-A-Wish stuff for them. He did a whole segment dedicated to them. Oh, my God. It like was, the Winter Court. It was. Maybe he is like Reese. Oh, no. He did, I will say for being uh, almost 60, he looked good. I think he's always looked fine. <laughs> I used to have a Chris Angel shirt. that I had a Mind Freak shirt, and it was my favorite shirt, and I wore it all the time. I love Chris Man, Angel. Man, I wish we could actually take a sidebar and talk about that entire experience, because it was crazy. I mean, I got And a lot of more. weird stuff happened in the audience, too. We can't talk about that right now. No, what? No. We'll have to have it. We'll just have to have a not microphone conversation Wait a second, about. A, a, yeah, a real conversation. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes we have to every once in a while not make it content. I think. Okay. But All I mean, right. it's hard. All right. I mean, want to try that on for size. I guess we'll give it a shot. All I don't right. know. Um, I'll be your friend. For, for, and, and, um. Oh my God, we're like Tarquin and, and Rizan. Oh, I do it. Okay. Or wait, are you taking the blood rubies away or am I? Which one do you want to be? I'll be dark one. All right, we take them away? Yeah. Take away. Yes. You're free. Yes. You're welcome. In exchange for telling you the tale of Chris Angel. The tale of Chris Angel. We all gather around the fire. <laughs> um. All right, we got to get through oh, this. Okay, Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, yeah, we've got more. Oh, I don't even know if we're going to be able to finish this today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we are. So, you know, his embarrassment leads him to uh, be very angry. Mm. And Reese, again, he's, he instructs him to never speak to his mate like that. And in his embarrassment, Baron tells the others he's leaving and that he hopes Highburn, quote, butchers them all. This is really helping, Baron. Thank you so much for your addition to this meeting. Whiny little asshole. But then Nesta speaks again. As she rises from her chair, even Bran pauses, perhaps simply taken aback by the audacity. 
She looks him in the eye and asks him why he refuses to fight against Highburn when he did so the last time. Nesta then realizes she's captured the intention of the entire room and begins to address Baron, but really all of them. She tells them that Highburn will kill all of their people, and she knows this because she entered the cauldron and gained some sort of witchy knowledge in there. Feyre can't tell if Nesta is bluffing about this or not. Nesta then turns to the Winter Court and acknowledges that the loss of their children is unspeakable, but she has watched countless children starve and die beneath the wall. She jerked her chin at me. Were it not for my sister... I would be among them. Oh, my God. Is that she, a shred of acknowledgement? She acknowledged Pharaoh. Oh, my God. And everything she did, it, did as her youngest sister to take care of her. Wow. She's growing. She tells them the truth, that it wasn't just during Amarantha's reign that the humans suffered that they were left with nothing for centuries after the wall went up, and that it was time for them to do something for the forgotten humans. Faison, neutral boy, their host, who is sympathetic to a degree, points out that the treaty detailed that the humans were to be left alone, and so they obeyed. But Betha, they had no infrastructure. They didn't. Vanessa doesn't want to look back down that long country road of the past. Take her home, man. She wants progress. I gotta keep. I gotta stop feeding you song lines. <laughs> That's you're, you're gonna start. I didn't sing it. I didn't sing it. I was. It was just a light ref. You did. No, you did. Perfect ref. <laughs> you're gonna have to start clearing. <laughs> like, is that a song lyric? Is that a song? Just like search Google searching if it's a song lyric to something. <laughs> but only things between like between like 1995 and 2003. Other than that, have at. All right, I'll just use 1920s. <laughs> We're just like flapper girls now. I don't think either of us made the appropriate um, time references there. Flappers <laughs> and that song. I don't know. I guess it's more 30s. I don't know. Yeah, it was dusty. What we do know is that there was dust involved. And everything was shades of gray. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We gotta get through this. So she wants progress. She wants future. Nesta is here to not talk about all that. She wants to move forward, and she doesn't want any more children, fey or human, to suffer. She goes on to say, "You have been entrusted with protecting this land." She scanned the faces around her. How can you not fight for it? Feyre is moved beyond words that her sister has stood up to these cocky high fays. Hell yeah has at the very least prevented Baron from storming out. She notes Cassian just about to rip out of the seams of his pantaloons from boners. From engorgement! When Baron says that he will consider his position and he and his family disappear. Which, in dealing with Baron, is about as good as it gets. Yes. That he was like, maybe. Nesta sits back down and Callius wants to know if Feyre figured out his ice skills. She's like... Why don't you ride up and see, bitch? Ice, ice, I'm the freezer now, bitch. And she just starts turning them all into ice blocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she goes, "Yes, I figured out all your precious little skills, everyone." Except she says it more diplomatically. No, she is. I mean, she's a high lady. Please. She realizes in this moment that they not only know that she has their power, but that she has again deceived them in a way by not telling them. 
She's going to have to do some fast talking here. Interestingly, it's Tarquin who speaks first. He says, You saved us under the mountain. Losing a kernel of power seems a worthy payment. God, he's just great. He is great. The others don't seem convinced, though. They're staring daggers as if they could try to suck the power back out of her. Even Thazon seems to want to greedily remove his power from her body, but admits that short of killing her, it's too late. Even if they did kill her, would they be able to, like, like excavate it from her body? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Also, Reese is, like, not feeling the nah. K word coming out nah. of his mouth um, regarding Feyre. And he makes sure that they know it. I stood, looking Thaison in the eye. Then Helion, Tarquin, Callius, exactly as Nesta had done. I did not take your power. You gave it to me, mm-hmm. along with the gift of my immortal life. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for both. But they are mine now. Damn. And I will do with them what I will. Yes! Snaps to you, bitch! She's not wrong. That's what's up, Feyre. She knows she needs to prove herself in these moments. She stands on her own and tells them all that she will use these powers to take down Highburn. She will burn and freeze and drown. She will heal Prithian's downed people. Yes! That they need to get their priorities straight and quit worrying about some little flake of magic. Yes! She feels Reese's pride through the bond. The other lords watch her. Then Vivian of Wintercourt speaks. I will fight with you. Then Criseda of Summercourt. They stare at their cohorts and their males stand as well. Yes! Helion of Daycourt follows. Thazon stands. And then Tamlin stands up. What? Forgot he was there? Yes! Yeah, he's been sulking in the corner. But he stands up. Six out of seven. Rees chuckled down the bond. Not bad, Cursebreaker. Not bad at all. God, that would be awesome to be called in bed. Be called Cursebreaker. Her, not me, because I don't want to, like, pretend like I'm Feyre in the sack. But, like, if <laughs> Reese called Feyre Cursebreaker, that would be, I'd be like, Ugh. I'm going to say he does sometimes. Probably. Got to, right? Yeah. In the throes Whose of high lady are you? My high lady. My high lady. Although, he, I don't even know if he would do that because he'd be like, you're not mine. You're just the high lady. Maybe, well, they both say, like, you are mine and I am yours. Yeah, and I love that about them. Yeah, yeah I do, too. Um, we have gabbed too much to finish this episode. We're going to have to split it. Uh, it's the wig. Can I blame the wig? Sorry, guys. Uh, we go in on a little bit of a bunch of sidebars. Uh, I think we're going to finish this uh, part next week because I don't want this episode to be three hours long. Um, so sorry. So just continue to read up until part three. I know that was the the prompt last week. But now you don't have to read all week. And that's hotter, according to that one guy. Yeah, don't, don't marry read. a woman that reads. Lord knows it'll be boring. Um, or a man or any gender who listens to us. We love you all. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, and all readers are boring. And it is all readers. Anyone who reads is boring. No, it's not true. I love to read. Smut, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm sorry we talked too much this episode. We're going to try to keep it tight next week. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll keep it tight. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Please read up until part three. Hi, lady. Uh, um, again. And now... Dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. 
featuring Kara Clank and Amber Nelson. Will it ever stop? He mused, more to himself than me, as another finger joined the one sliding in and out of me with taunting, indolent strokes. Wanting you, every hour, every breath. I don't think I can stand a thousand years of this. My hips moved with him, driving him deeper. Think of how my productivity will plummet. I growled something at him that was likely not very romantic, and he chuckled, slipping out both fingers. I made a little whining noise of protest, until his mouth replaced where his fingers had been, his hands gripping my hips to raise me up, to lend him better access as he feasted on me. I groaned, the sounds muffled by the pillow, and he only delved deeper, taunting and teasing with every stroke. A low moan broke from me, my hips rolling, Reese's grip on them tightened, holding me still for his ministrations. I never got to take you in the library, he said, dragging his tongue right up my center. We'll have to remedy that. Reese, his name was a plea on my lips. Mm. Was all he said, a rumble of the sound against me. I panted, hands fisting in the sheets. <laughs> his hands drifted from my hips at last, and I breathed his name, in thanks and relief and anticipation of him at last giving me what I wanted. But his mouth closed around the bundle of nerves at the apex of my thighs, while his hand, he went right to that damn spot at the inner edge of my left wing and stroked lightly. My climax tore through me with a hoarse cry, sending me soaring out of my body. And when the shuddering ripples and starlight faded, a bone-weary exhaustion settled over me, permanent and unending as the mating bond between us. Reese curled up into bed behind me, tucking my wings in so he could fold against me. That was a fun experiment. He murmured into my ear. I could feel him against my backside, hard and ready. But when I made to reach for him, Reese's arms only tightened around me. Sleep, fairy, he told me. So I laid a hand on his forearm, savoring the corded strength beneath, and nestled my head back against his chest. I wish I had days to spend with you, like this, I managed to say as my eyelids drooped. Just me and you. We will. He kissed my hair. We will scene oh my gosh i'm horny now horny hey babies for more fairy talk and hot touch join us every week here on lpn deep dives akatar available wherever you get your podcasts this show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.